Is this a crisis or a wake-up call to a better life? Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, with all the changes going on right now, and they certainly have continued, do you think that they are restricting you, that they're limiting you, or they're opening opportunities that maybe weren't available a year ago? Well, a lot of this has to do with our mindset. We've been talking about that a lot. I always do here on the 48 Days Radio Show. Yes, I am Dan Meller. Here's where we take about 48 minutes each week to unpack listener questions having to do with the challenges and opportunities that we have surrounding us. So we got some doozies today. Great questions. I can't wait to dive in. Somebody says, after 10 years, my job has changed into a nightmare. I just want to be able to support my family. Here's one. How do I get my college-age son to get motivated for life and break the rut of failing classes, playing video games, and being generally lazy? And then this is interesting. How do I get a coaching business started in a foreign country where the average income is $750 per month and professional coaching is non-existent? We're going to look at that. And somebody asked, how do I market my skills on the side without risking my main job? Well, our quotation today comes from Michael Beckwith, who said, the pain pushes you until the vision pulls you. Big distinction there. We'll unpack that a little bit. Our resource for today is 48days.com slash goals. It's a free resource we've got to help you work through what you want 2022 to look like. And that's how we view it. You decide what you want the next year to look like. Don't just sit around and wait and see what happens. Feel like you're being pushed along the railroad of life with a locomotive right behind you. No, you want to be that locomotive. Put yourself in the driver's seat. You decide. So go to 48days.com slash goals. Now this is coming out. This podcast is being released on November 12th. The 14th is my recommendation for having all your goals thoroughly outlined for the upcoming new year. So you're not going to hear me talking about it much beyond this week because this is the time. It's not January 1st to start identifying your goals. It's now. So you get things put in place. So see if you can hit that deadline. Let me know what you're doing. See if you can hit that deadline for November 14th. Have decided what you want the next year to look like. Well, another thing we got coming up, and I just want to mention again, and that is the event, the two-day event that Joanne and I are doing here at our house in beautiful Osprey, Florida. We're going to be using the clubhouse for some of the things, but a day where we'll be spending walking through, living, loving, learning, earning, all those things we want to do. We left the Z, the G's off the end of those things just to make them appealing, sound like a country song perhaps, but we're going to be talking about those things. What are you doing to protect your relationships, protect the things that are really important to you, and also at the same time accepting responsibility for generating significant income? 
perhaps a lot of income. So you can check that out, what we're going to be doing here. I'd love to have you join us. we got just a couple spots left, but it's 48days.com slash lovin, L-O-V-I-N. Check that out. We'd be happy to see you here for that event. Now, in the good news category, I want to talk a little bit about some of the opportunities that we're seeing out there that I think are really exciting. You know I'm intrigued by business ideas, and I watch sites like Start Engine. Now, maybe you've heard about that. It's been becoming more popular. There are others like that, but where you can invest small amounts of money in businesses that really are legitimate businesses. So it doesn't mean that you have to have you know $250,000 to be an investor in a company like Apple or Microsoft or something like that. No, you can invest really small. So there's one on there that I've been watching. It's called Orion House, O-R-I-O-N-H-A-U-S. This understands that the, the basic issue is if you're going to be in real estate, you have to own a property. So how are you going to own a house, own an apartment complex or a duplex or something, you know, when you're just getting started? Well, this allows you to invest a very small amount to be involved in something that what they're doing is they allow you to sign a 12-month lease on an apartment and then immediately rent it out for whatever you want to. So you can invest as little as $198 to be part of this organization, Orion House. And then, so you may rent an apartment for say $1,500 a month, which would be reasonable. Then you make it available for conference attendees in your town at $100 a night. It's kind of like an Airbnb, but it's very legitimately set up. Just one of those things, but you can invest, get get involved with an investment of $198. Now, I'm not really recommending that you do this necessarily. I'm just saying there are these are examples of things that you can do to get involved as an investor, as somebody who has income coming in in ways other than just your daily job. I mean, that's a big shift when you understand starting to move into getting residual income rather than just linear income, meaning linear income, you do something once you get paid once. A lot of people never break out of that. Even physicians, dentists, attorneys, all they know how to do is just do something, get paid well, get but get paid only once. I'm attracted to ideas where you do something once and get paid over and over and over again. Obviously, as an author, I've done that with books, courses, membership sites, a whole lot of things. Those are the things that get my attention. But if you invest in a business, you have the opportunity to do that. And again, you don't have to be wealthy to become an investor. Other things on Start Engine are things like Local Roots is a company that's producing an organic kombucha. Well, it's just an organic drink that they're making and they're packaging it. You've seen other things like that take off. You can invest. The minimum investment there is $247.22. Well, that's kind of fun. I mean, take $500 and invest it in a couple of these businesses, track what they're doing, track their progress, and it may turn into be you know worth a whole lot of money for you as well. Another thing that I watch is Kickstarter. Now, Kickstarter, there are other kind of sites like this where you put in an idea and then just have have people invest in advance to help you then produce the product, in essence. So there's one right now that I just invested in. It's called Author Clock, a novel way to tell time. So this is this little clock, and every minute it pops up a new quotation of some kind that includes the time in the quotation. 
So here's one from Leo Tolstoy. It was only after driving nearly five miles that he had sufficiently recovered himself to look at his watch and realize that it was half past five and he was late. So guess what? It's 530. You know, they integrate right into the quotation what time it actually is at two o'clock. Peeled from the cathedral bell, Jean, John Valet awoke. That's from Les Mis. Two o'clock. So it integrates in a quotation what the actual time is. Now, I, the, the, the clock is going to, this is one they put out there. Their goal is to get $20,000. So you could do this. You know, you put an idea. I've done this with books, with other kind of things. Put out there, $20,000 was their goal. Well, right now, they've raised $1,113,452. Can you believe that? I mean, they put it out there. It's just an idea. But they, they have the functionality. They're ready to produce these clocks. And it was only if they get enough money, the $20,000, that they would move into production. Well, they got the 20000 and a whole lot more, not over a million a million dollars. Uh, the clocks are going to be $149. I backed this project and in doing so, got one for $119. So just fun kind of things. I mean, I encourage you again, no matter where you are in your income stream at this point, get involved in these things where you can have fun and we can also see the possibilities for ideas that you can, you know, you can do yourself. Now, John Niemeyer is a brother of a friend of mine and he's an attorney. His has another attorney friend, Richard Goff. They put their heads together right when the Enneagram was becoming so popular and they created a game, a card game based on the nine personality styles of the Enneagram. So they put it out there. They did want to raise $20,000. So they just put it out there and said, well, you know, if we get $20,000 raised by people buying the game in advance, we'll go ahead and produce it. So they did. They hit the $20,000 in the first 29 minutes and then went on in the course of time, the couple months or a couple weeks, rather than they had that up there, they raised $56,888. And they did go ahead and produce that. And now it's available. Anybody who wants it, just, just ideas. Those things get me jazzed up. I love uh, getting those kind of ideas and uh, seeing them you know, come to life. And whether you're the one putting the idea out there, where then you raise money. I mean, I did that when I launched, um, let's see, Wisdom Meets Passion, one of my books, put it out there. And we had different kind of packages, you know, for $888, you could come and spend a couple nights at our sanctuary, the place we had up in Franklin, Tennessee, and we'd go to dinner together, you know, and you get eight copies of the book. There were just different kinds of things like that, but we raised a lot of money just in launching a book. Um, I, it was produ- published by Thomas Nelson Publishers, so I had a major publisher. But it was just a fun kind of thing to do to get people engaged, and we did raise a significant amount of money in doing that. Well, two weeks ago, in episode 801, I talked about the lady who wrote in who said she doesn't have $18 for the 48 lower no-cost business ideas that we were offering. Well, several of you offered to pay the $18 for, and I appreciate that, but I actually gave it to her for free as well as giving it to everybody who was listening to that particular episode for free. But I gave it with a caution that I doubted it would really open the door to riches for her because there's a mindset there. 
If you can't come up with $18 for something that has the potential to change your life dramatically, it's a mindset issue. It's probably not an income issue or resources issue. So I want, I want to just expand on that a little bit before I go into the questions for today. When you're down, be careful about asking disempowering questions. You know, they're based on seeing things as already negative. You know, why is this happening to me? Why can't I ever win? I mean, who am I going to blame for my situation? That's not my fault. Why am I always broke? See, when you ask those kind of questions, your mind will, in fact, give you answers based on the questions you're asking. Yeah, you'll recognize your family's always been poor. I mean, your parents were poor. Your cousins are all poor. You live in a poor neighborhood. I mean, you don't have a college degree. You have a slight fever this morning. I mean, all those things, I mean, your mindset will give you answers to your questions and your excuses and reasons not to expect anything different in the future. See, it doesn't really matter if you're in an actual prison or just in the prison of your mind, but you can just as easily ask empowering questions. Things like, how can I get an extra $18 in the next two days? We had a bunch of people wrote in who said, geez, you know, I get that with DoorDash in an hour. You know, just go deliver something and I get that immediately. Other kinds of ideas that people had. So ask if you ask yourself, well, how can I get an extra $18 in the next two days? Or what can I do to, to feel better physically in the next hour? Or how can I make myself a more appealing job candidate than the rude dude who has a master's degree in my field? If you remember the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, I mean, the difference was simply mindset. It was never a matter of, no, we can't afford it. Well, that's what his poor dad would say. You know, well, we can't afford that. Gee, you want to go out to eat? No, we can't afford that. Rich dad was always, what would you have to do? I mean, who would you have to become? Who would you have to be to be able to buy that house or have that car or whatever? And when my son, Kevin, was 10 years old, he got excited about BMX bicycle racing. We all did as a family, but he, he immediately spotted a shiny new red line bike down at the local bicycle shop. It's $400. I was hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at the time, but I didn't tell Kevin Gee, Kevin, I'm sorry, we can't afford that. Rather, I said, you know what? That sounds great. I mean, what are you going to do to get that? Well, his first response was, yeah, Dad, I thought we'd go down and you'd write a check. And I said, no, that's not the way it's going to work. But I want you to get that bike. What could we do together? So I had some contacts with the car dealers at the time, and somebody had taken in a motorcycle on trade. It was just kind of a, a ratty old Honda motorcycle, nothing great. And I think I paid $350 for it. So I did actually invest that money. But then I said, Kevin, we're going to fix this up. Now we're going to sell it, and you're going to get a profit. And we'll see if we can get you closer to getting that bicycle. We worked on that for six weeks. I mean, we sanded we scrubbed, we painted, we had parts re-chromed. We worked on it for six weeks. Again, this is a 10-year-old little boy working with his dad on that thing. Six weeks of work. Then we parked it out in the front yard. We sold it to the first person that stopped. I took out every penny I'd put into that project, my original $350 and all the expenses for the repairs we had done. When I took those from the sales price, 
we had exactly $420 left. Then I asked Kevin what he wanted to do with his $420. He got that brand new red line, even while dad was still hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. I mean, that didn't matter. We just figured out a way to do it with the resources that he had, with things he could do. See, I want you to keep this in mind. And that is our quotation for today. Your pain pushes you until your vision pulls you. So my question for you is this. Are you just trying to escape the pain? I mean, the mortgage is coming due, the car needs repair, the dentist visit you've been avoiding, the student loan debt you've been resenting, or are you being pulled forward and upward by your vision of what you're capable of and what you know your future will be? Well, I'm going to kind of jump off that ran, but I appreciate those of you who responded to that issue of the lady not having eighteen dollars for something that she thought could help her, and how I address that as a mindset issue rather than a money issue. So again, back to the goals. This is a great time to be envisioning what you want the future to be. Be pulled forward by your vision, not just trying to stay ahead of the pain behind you. All right, let's go to in some listener questions here, Sean. Says So this is my story. Ten years ago, I was a music major in college who dropped out at 19 and became a customs and border protection officer. I was reeled in by the good pay, the chance to retire with benefits and a pension at 44 years old. I became really good at it. My career accomplishments, he goes on, things really worked out well until this year. Unfortunately, my job has quickly turned into from being enjoyable into a nightmare. The border is in crisis mode. Due to staffing, I was pulled from the work I'd invested years in. Mandated 16-hour work days are becoming the norm. Schedule shifted. New management in my unit is coming with different priorities. Communicated to me that the work I had done, which until a few weeks ago was considered a great example, now it's no longer valued with the new direction. He goes on, Sean talks about, they've got three little kids. The time away isn't working well with their family. Says, I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do moving forward. Now as a college dropout, because he dropped out to take this position. The only things I feel really qualified to do is play or teach music. That's hard to pay the bills and law enforcement. At this point, I'm just exploring, hoping to find something I can do that will be able to support my family and allow me to see my family. Oh, a couple other details there. Now, okay, Sean, so at this point, 10 years ago, you said, so at that point you were 19, so I, now you're 29 years old. Wow, what a great time to look back and look forward. You, you haven't wasted those last 10 years. You used that job as a wonderful tool to provide for your family and to know more about yourself. I mean, that's a learning process that can't be taken away from you. Now you have the luxury of reflecting back on on what you did well and what you enjoyed most. So what are the things you want to leave behind in the work now that you're going to be moving on? You know, what do you want your life to look like three years from now? What do you want your family life to be? Be pulled forward by having clarity, a clear vision, a definite plan of action, rather than being pushed by the pain of disappointment and how things have turned out, how things have changed in your current job. 
and I often use kind of the image of eagles building a nest. And this is going to relate to a couple questions here. But, you know, a lot of times, well, what happens? The eagles build a nest. They use thorn brush to strands to lock it together. Then they cover that with leaves and feathers to make it soft and comfortable. However, when those little eaglets are about 12 weeks old, mom and dad, eagles begin to remove the protection from the thorns. Pretty soon, the little eaglets are up on the edge of the nest to avoid the pain and discomfort. Then mom and dad eagle fly by with the tasty morsels of food just out of reach. And the little guys are thinking, what's up with this? You know, we had it pretty good here. And now all of a sudden, things are really uncomfortable. And soon those little eaglets, you know, make a big leap to get away from the pain and the hunger, assuming that they're going to hit the rocks and die, only to discover, and you know what happens, they discover they can fly. Now, I really believe that a lot of times there are circumstances that show up in our lives, not to leave us in pain and hungry, but to lead us to higher levels of success that we would not otherwise explore. So if you see your situation as such, Sean, yeah, it changed. Yeah, you didn't expect it to change. Yeah, it was pretty comfortable. But here it is. See it not as the time when you're going to you know, somehow fall out and die in the rocks below. No, it's forcing you to look at things that you've not looked at before, to see things that you didn't recognize as possibilities before. That's happened to a whole lot of people in the last two years with all the changes. You're not alone in that. Just take advantage of that to identify, okay, that was all right, but it wasn't really what I was passionate about anyway. So now is a chance for me to take a fresh look, knowing what I know about myself, knowing what I want our family life to be like, how I want to provide. So what are those opportunities? And this, these are exactly the kind of situations where time and time again, I hear somebody say, I thought that was, you know, the worst thing that ever happened. And it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened. Now that I'm a year on the other side of that, knowing that that forced me to take a look at some new things I didn't recognize before. And now I'm in a much better place. Well, hey, we got a new spot for you to go to leave your questions. I've been uh, talking about this for months now, the fact that I think it may be time to change that old email address that I used to give out because it's become such a landing spot for so many publishing companies, PR agencies, and all kinds of spam things that are using that rather than just questions from you, the listeners. So it's brand new. Leave a question now. It's a real simple format for you to do it. But you go to 48days.com slash askdan. I'm not even going to mention what the previous one was because I want to erase it. We've been, it's been removed from all of our website, all the previous episodes and all that. So the new place to leave questions is 48days.com slash askdan. So thanks to our tech team for setting that up, making that possible. We appreciate that. A much better system moving forward. Well, Mark says, how do I get my college-age son to get motivated for life and break the rut of failing classes, playing video games, and being generally lazy? Well, remember the story I just told about the Eagles? <laughs> That's, in essence, what I recommend. Uh, start making that nest that your son is in a little bit more uncomfortable, a lot more uncomfortable. So, I mean, how does he have the 
opportunity to do this, to be failing classes, playing video games, being generally lazy. Wow, make the nest uncomfortable. You shouldn't be paying for college if he's failing classes, not showing up. No reason for you to be paying for video games. You know, what about the iPhone? What about the car? Let him know his efforts don't merit those kind of rewards. I mean, based on his age, whatever, if he's in college, if he's, you know, 19, 20 years old or whatever, based on his age, he's expected to pay his own way, including rent if he wants to stay at home. I mean, it may sound harsh, but uh, that, that kind of tough love can prompt somebody, just like those little eagles who think they've got it made sitting there in a cozy nest. No, it's time to get out there on your own, and they discover they can fly. Your son can do the same thing. If he doesn't have it so easy, he'll figure things out. But uh, that's certainly my recommendation. Not to you know, not to sever the relationship, but just simply confront him with the reality of the way things are and say, hey, it's time. You're paying your own way. If you if you want a place to live, figure out how you're going to pay for it. If you want to go to school, figure out how you're going to pay for it. I mean, that's not an unfair kind of thing to do at all. It's funny how so many parents assume that paying for their kid's college is just an expected thing. And then kids spend four years partying, you know, going to frat parties and ball games. I'm like, really? You know, who who sold us the story that that's parents' responsibilities? Now, certainly there's ways to partner with your kids if they've proven themselves responsible and have a real clear plan for what they want to accomplish, but certainly not a, a necessary thing for parents to accept the responsibility of that. Rachel says, how do I get a coaching business started in a foreign country where the average income is $750 a month and a professional coaching and professional coaching is non-existent? I love the question. I love the kind of scenario. Wow. Going to a foreign country where the average income is $750 a month, professional coaching is non-existent. Well, you know, not too long ago, I talked to two people, both in the landscape business. Now, the first one complained bitterly about customers who were hard to please. They didn't pay their bills on time, didn't understand the big picture of landscaping. He went on to say his machines would break down through no fault of his own and that he was going to file bankruptcy later that day. That was exactly, I mean, literally what happened, what he told me. The next morning, I spoke with Noah, who's been taking care of my landscaping needs here in Franklin for a long, long time. He told me how great business was, how he just raised his prices by 10% and no one left him, how much he enjoyed his customers and how they were offering him new things that they could do. He went on to tell me a customer had offered to build him a new building for his equipment in exchange for ongoing landscaping work. Then he asked me about building four apartments on the second floor to rent out to his own workers as another source of income. Now, both of these guys were in exactly the same business in the same town, had the same market experience, the same seasonal changes have access to exactly the same resources. And one was going bankrupt and one was exploding with opportunity. You know, it reminds me of the, the old story. I'm sure you've heard about two shoe salesmen who went to a foreign country to sell shoes and the first salesman called back immediately and said, get me the next flight home. No one here wears shoes. The second salesman called back and said, send me everything you've got. Send me the entire inventory. No one here wears shoes. I mean, success is 
very much an inner game. Circumstances never determine our success or lack thereof. I mean, look for opportunities that others around you do not see. So, Rachel, you're going to a country, low income, professional coaching is non-existent. Wow, what a ripe market to introduce people to how they can have somebody come alongside them, encourage them, cheer them on, and help them accomplish more. I mean, if the average income is $750 a month, then certainly living expenses there are going to be pretty low for you. And so if my formula for investing 3% of your income in your own personal development, that would allow for someone to invest $22.50 on coaching. All right. So that's not a lot of money, but you could do a Saturday morning group coaching where you have 20 people who pay $10 each. So not a big strain on them. And you make $200, you know, almost half the monthly income in that, in that country. But here's the other thing. You are not confined to that country for your coaching. I mean, my Spanish teacher lives in Venezuela. I mean, the average salary for workers, I I actually just looked it up. I've had many conversations with her about this, but the average salary for workers in Venezuela right now, November 2021, is $53 a month. Now, it's hard to get your head around that because, you know, how is that possible? But it is, long story it's an economic shambles. The greedy leaders of the country have just destroyed the economy of, of what was once a very beautiful, very profitable country. So I'm not going to unwind that, but I pay my teacher, Maria. She's a delightful lady. I pay her $10 for a 30 minute session. And we do that twice a week. So I'm paying her $80 a month for four hours of her time. And she's in a country where the average salary wage is $53 a month. I mean, she has students all over the world. I'm just one of many. And I'm paying her $80 a month in a country where the average income is 53. I mean, she's considered rich by everyone she knows. And she's able to help her family members do things in her community that other people are not able to do. So you can live in a very poor foreign country and coach people anywhere in the world. I mean, six since technology using zoom or skype i mean erase any kind of geographic barriers i'd say you're setting yourself up for a very profitable and amazing new year be the first i mean take advantage of the fact that coaching isn't known there introduce it show people the fun the power and the opportunities for improving their lives that can come from that and in the in the meantime you're doing the same for your own life all right, let me grab one more here. Alex says, Dan, I'm a longtime listener to your podcast. Your advice has helped me tremendously through the years. I currently work for a large multinational company as a senior analyst and earn a nice six-figure income. However, I've developed skills over the years that I know are marketable to other businesses. I'm an Excel ninja, able to create simple projects like automated custom reports to full-blown desktop applications like a commissions system. My challenge is on how to tap into this and market my services without risking my main job. Perhaps going on social media is not the best option. How would you go about finding business in this situation? Do you recommend I speak with anyone? Books I should read. Thanks for your help. Again, Alex. Well, in the position, now it sounds like you want to continue in the position that you have. And rightfully rightfully so. It sounds like it matches what you 
have developed as marketable skills and you earn a nice six-figure income, certainly not something to just throw under the bus. So you need to be clear on, do you have a non-compete? Are there restrictions for you using the same skills you're using at this company and doing work for other companies? And if so, you need to be realistic about that and address that. I mean, a lot of companies do have those in place where they really don't want you doing side work. Now, more and more companies are really being flexible on that. Companies are moving to the results only work environment, R-O-W-E, where they don't care about time you spend as long as you're producing the results they want. And that I know people who are have full-time jobs, but where they have enough flexibility that they're very engaged in side work to the point where they're duplicating the salary they're getting with work that they're doing on the side in the same industry, the same kind of services that they're providing for their core customer, what they call their biggest customer. But check that out to make sure on that. And, and if, you know, it's pretty difficult for a company to prevent somebody from using their intellectual skills. It really is. So you may have more freedom there than you expect in terms of how you find new companies for that. One of the good resources is going to be LinkedIn. You can go there. You can look at the profile of companies that match the profile of companies that would use exactly what it is that you do. You reach out to them gently. If you reach out to 30 companies, you're going to get three that say, yeah, we've got some work we'd like you to do. I mean, companies welcome the idea of having somebody who works as a freelancer where they don't have the responsibility of taking them on as a full-time employee. I mean, it's advantageous for any, everybody. So certainly uh, check out the opportunities to do that. Grow your nice little side business. You may have five companies that can use you two hours a month. And in doing so, add significantly to your income and accomplish exactly what you want to accomplish. Hey, thanks for your question. Thanks for coming back. I'd be delighted to hear how this turns out, what you've done with that, where you are six months from now. Well, hey, we're going to start wrapping it up with that right there. Again, uh, this is coming out on November 12th. For my reminder to go grab your goals, go to 48days.com slash goals. Get those goals lined out. Be in the driver's seat. You decide what you want the next year to look like. I've been excited working on mine. I'll certainly have mine in place. I'm just about finished with them at this point. But love the idea of just envisioning exactly what I want next year to look like. Are there things this year that didn't work out exactly as I wanted? You better believe it. But I end up every year like that. I never hit a year where I accomplished everything that I set out. If I ever did, I'd be assured that I had set my goals too low. So I set stretch goals where if I accomplish 75% of it, I'm still moving ahead pretty aggressively. So check that out. Also, uh, the the event that Joanne and I have coming up, we're really excited about that. We're going to have a blast. If you go to 48days.com slash lovin, L-O-V-I-N, see the details and our invitation to you to join us here for those couple days of really mapping out right at the beginning of the year. It's going to be January 13th and 14th, but right at the beginning of the year to map out again what you want the year to look like. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for sending in your questions. And that place we've got for questions at this point is 48days.com slash askdan. It's a new place for your questions, 48days.com slash askdan for your questions. But thanks for listening, for sending in those questions, for being open to growing, 
for being a powerful force, for making the world a better place, and for believing without a shadow of a doubt that we can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.